Good morning or good afternoon, kings and queens, princesses and prince. Today is day four of our series on joy. And I want to begin with three particular scriptures for you to read at your own um, time. But I'll go ahead and give you the first three and then we can just get into it. It is the first one is the book of James chapter 1 verses 2 through 4. Count it all joy my brothers when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking absolutely nothing. The second scripture I want to read is coming from the book of Romans, chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope produces not put us to shame. I should say, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Let me read that one more time because I think I fluffed it some. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And this last one is, and it's a favorite of mine, it comes from 1 Peter Chapter 4, verses 13. But rejoice in so far as you share as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. So with that said, it is day four of the joy the second fruit of the spirit series. So let's drop the mic on joy, not letting failure try to steal our joy. We're dropping the mic on joy, not letting failure not steal our joy. Note, throughout the Bible, People failed, and today we're going to look at what the Bible says about failure through a few women. You're likely to relate to some. You may not relate to everyone, 
But God has something for each one of us to learn from these women. I pray you recognize how diverse failure is as you read these Bible verses about failure and consider their story as you look at your own story. With God's word as our God, let's learn to flourish through our own failures. Today, I want to dedicate this reflection to the woman, the queen. Now, guys, you'll benefit from this as well, but in meditation, it is to overall be for the family with the queen in mind. So with that said, queens, I don't know about you, but there is great joy when Jesus shows up in my stuff. Sometimes all I can say is look at God. Okay, there are times and we all have them that life deals with us. It spits out vile gutter sniper stuff, death, and almost close to death stuff. In these times, all we see is that things are not right. Life at times can become disarray. But joy is still there for us all, if we want it to be. And like I said before, Failures are just lessons learned if we allow them to be. Have joy in becoming into an awareness of your mistakes. Still being joyful of discovery instead of letting the failure steal your joy. That is God's joy. Hallelujah, anyhow. Again, as we said on yesterday about the definition of joy, it's not like the world's joy. It is a deep awareness that whatever our circumstances may be, they are orchestrated by our God for our good. And as a sidebar... Like men, there were women in the Bible who experienced failure, as we call it. As we look at their story, know that there are there because God has given us his word so that we can learn how to handle all aspects of our life, our failure included. So the first person that I want to talk about is the number one, Eve. Her name by itself means life. Eve's story shows us that failure happens when we disobey God and that disobedience comes with consequences. This can often affect more than just us. Eve was the first woman to experience failure. 
She gave in, ate the fruit, convinced her husband to follow suit, and set the stage for humanity's struggle with failure. But Eve's struggle with failure didn't end there. She was also a mom who dealt with some really tough kid stuff. One of her sons murdered his brother and then walked away from God and his family. Talk about something that could make many women feel like a failure, but we see nothing in scripture about Eve being a failure. And when we read her story in the Bible, we don't think about, wow, that woman was a failure. What we do is that we empathize with her. We see her as a woman who dealt with some tough stuff and hopefully learned from her. So my question is, I have for everyone is the following. Have you ever felt like something you did failed God? If so, what was it? And then on the other side of that, if this was your if your best friend had done the same exact thing that you did, what do you think God would want her to or him to know? Would you would he consider her a failure or want her to learn from her mistake? I'm sure you know why I ask you this. And it's because we often have different expectations from other people than we do for ourselves. Sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. And I want you to further read Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 16. And I want you to write down what you learned about Eve's failures. Failures are going to happen. But God's a God of second chances who will use your failures to shape us into his image. God blessed Eve with a third son after she lost her first two sons. And, resp- and she responded with gratitude. When this comes about, it's important to us keeping our joy by praying and to ask God to help. Thanking Him for the things we failed at and to show us the way in things that made us feel like a failure. Remember, beautiful things grow from the the heart of gratitude. Now, person number two is beautiful Sarah. This is a touchy one here because Sarah wasn't able to have a child until she was way up there in the age of 90. In today's menopausal calendar, in baby making, it ends around somewhere in the 50s. Unless you have other medical interventions that took place to end your ability to have a child. Often what is said is the following. Do you have children? That is one of the first things that women ask other women. And if not, then the next question is, what is wrong with you? You don't want children? You must have sinned so bad that you're barren. 
Now, onward to Sarah. Sarah was barren until she was 90. And because of this culture, said she failed her husband. And as a woman, her uterus failed her because God had planned something awesome for this failed, quote-unquote, uterus. But that wasn't the only failure Sarah dealt with. She decided she'd wait long enough for God to keep his promise of children and took things into her own hands. You want to know the result? It blew up right in her face and led to even more failures. Talk about a decision that failed miserably. Did it make Sarah a failure or do we think of Sarah as a failure? Absolutely not. She's a mother of God's chosen people and we often read her story for encouragement. When our physical bodies don't do what we want them to, it doesn't make us a failure. It means we get to depend on God and trust that he got he's got the the best plans for this we can remain joyful knowing that God is and has been in all of our stuff we can hide from people but we can never ever hide from God and i want to talk about Rebecca We can look at her stuff from the book of Genesis, chapter 25, verses 21 through 28, and book, I mean, uh, Genesis again in chapter 27, verses 1 through 46. And this is for any mom who is feeling embarrassed or sad over the problems of their children, even when they become an adult. I want you to know. Before I really get into Rebecca, your children don't make you a failure. Rebecca, yet another woman who dealt with the failure of not being able to have children, is the story of another seemingly failed uterus, but not the story of a woman who was a failure. This isn't all through, although... When Rebecca finally had children, her oldest son did something that made life bitter for Isaac and Rebecca. Like Sarah, Rebecca also took things into her own hands. So her favorite son would receive a family blessing. The result? Rebecca lost both of her sons. Can you imagine the potential sense of failure she would have felt? A son who went against God's commands and then losing both kids because of something she did? That stuff that would make any woman feel like a failure. There are a lot of failures in the Bible like Sarah and Eve. Rebecca's actions didn't make her a failure. God used Rebecca to show us that we're going to fail, but if we'll allow him, he'll teach us and use us for his glory. Maybe that's a problem that we're trying to get the glory instead of letting God get the glory. 
which keeps us in a lot of pain. It's just a thought I came up with. Have things your children did cause you to feel like a failure? As hard as it is to accept, you aren't responsible for other people's actions. And this is something they teach you in therapy. Not even if they are your children. You train them and set up an example for them to follow. But ultimately, they've got to decide for themselves. And according to child development, psychologically speaking... Usually by the age of 16, the child has made up their mind which way they want to go with life and how they want to think about things. They may flip around a few times after that, but it begins at the onset around 15, late 15, early 16. When your children wander outside of God's will, I want you to start putting Proverbs 22 verse 5 in your spirit and don't be afraid to remind God of what his word says. To train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he would not depart from it. When we are struggling, failure, keep joyful in the Lord, not the world. We are not alone and fully place our hope in God's perfect plan for our lives. Competition will always lead to failure if we're competing as the world does. As women of God, we're to count others as more significant than ourselves and run the race for the great imperishable prize of eternal life. So my question in this uh, reflection is, who or what do you find yourselves competing or comparing yourselves with? How does getting overlooked make you feel? And just think about it and write your answers down and be honest, truly honest with yourself. And then ask the Holy Spirit to show you how God would answer these questions for you. And one last woman I want to talk about before I close. People can't make you a failure. People cannot make you a failure. You can make yourself a failure if you decide to go down that road. But people, you cannot blame stuff on other people. And I want to talk about Tamar. After Tamar's husband died, tradition said the oldest brother-in-law was supposed to marry her to carry on her husband's family line. This is how family names and inheritances were passed on. But he cheated by not following through and Tamar ended up refused by all of her brother-in-laws. No one would marry her. Talk about a failure. I'm sure she felt like a failure. She took matters into her own hands and ended up pregnant by tricking her father-in-law. Oh, that's awful. What Tamar did was wrong, but God saw her heart, and in the end, 
Tamar was considered more righteous because of her bold actions to carry on her husband's name. Instead of letting other people's actions drag us down, we've got to persevere and recognize that other people don't define who we are. Our identity is found in God and God alone. And you can read more from the book of Genesis chapter 38 verses um, 6 through 30. And I want you to know that disappointments don't make you a failure. They mean God has other plans. Disappointments don't make you a failure. What it means is that God has other plans. How have other people made you feel like a failure? I want you to just think about that for yourself. Think about what they've said or done. And then think about why they made you do what you do. People's ashes usually stem from their own hurt and sufferings. Instead of letting someone else's actions bring you down and define you, pray for them and ask the Holy Spirit to help you see them as God does. Everyone in the Bible, except Jesus, failed at one or more things. Do you think God wants us prepared for failure or learning from other people's mistakes? And as women of God, we need to share our failures and feelings of failure with others. The women in your life need to know that the world's success ideology isn't reality. Failure is really is failure is real. And we need to rely on the Holy Spirit to teach us how to thrive in the midst of failures. Our friends and children need to see us depending on God while we walk through failure. How much failure can be prevented in your life or in my life or the lives of others if we all shared our failures, feelings of failure, and what God taught us? Think about that for a minute. And even if you feel like nothing but a failure... And like you failed at everything in your life, what has a past failure taught you? How could it help others? How has a past failure kept you from something far more costly? And the biggest question isn't when, where, or how we fail. It's what we do when we fail. The next thing we think about is thriving with failure series we'll explore that at another date if the lord provides the information and i just want you to just take all absorb all this i know i hit you with a lot today but just hope you're able to just go back and just look at it share it with someone bring it into your churches and um, just marinate on it, and maybe it'll help you and help someone else for time to come. Have a blessed and wonderful day, and remember that Jesus is Lord. Tell someone you love them 
and really mean it. God bless.